Galapagos Playboy, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Michael, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. I'm your host, Ashley. This is our other host, Michael Duncan. How are you? We're starting off real strong today. Yeah. Uh, I saw we had a comment before we were even like on screen. I was like, who the heck is this? Yep. It's Jake saying rest in peace, the Colts, um, which is a pretty accurate statement right now. (laughs) Yep. We'll get into that in a little bit and all of the other breaking news from this week that like blew up, like nothing was going on. And then all of a sudden within two days, there was like 19 breaking news stories. Today, we're going to break down all those news stories, uh, maybe not break down, go through pretty quickly. And then we're going to talk a lot about free agency. This entire show is about free agency, but I'm happy to be back. We took two weeks off. That was our off season. And now we're into off season content, but two weeks off and we're back and ready to go. Yeah, I mean, I wish it was like a calm two weeks. Yeah, right? <laughs> it really wasn't. I mean, no. I thought like, you know, we wouldn't have a lot to catch up on. We could kind of yeah. like just preview free agency. Yeah. And now like looking at our show sheet, I mean, I'm pretty sure the news section is longer than the free agency free section. Agency stuff. Um, yeah. And it all happened like within the last three days, which is, yes. yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought the same thing that I was like, oh, we won't have too much news. Like once the weekend was here, I was like, we won't have too much news. It'll be quick. We could do an entire show on the news. Yep. That's the NFL, though. I mean, they've mastered the art of having a product that people care about year round. Yeah, And it's it's showmanship, right? Like, you know, you're you it's a it's a show. It's a product. And they show that it keep you hooked. If it was too quiet and there wasn't a lot going on, you wouldn't be hooked until football season came around. But they keep you hooked. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the combine itself, like they moved it into and we're not even going to talk about that today because we have too no. much other crap. Yeah. But I mean, they moved that into like primetime spots and, yeah. you know, it definitely worsens the product in mm-hmm. what it's supposed to do. But it gets people tuning in to see all the awful unofficial 40 times. Yeah, seriously. So. Did you hear the thing that's like, OK, it's a record breaking. And then it's like all of these everybody judges based on different speed so like because some players don't go to combine and they just go to pro day people from each individual team like scouts will time it so sometimes official 40 time matters sometimes team specific watches matter it all depends on what you're clocked at according to the person who's trying to draft you yep and i mean honestly like a lot of times i don't think they're really sweating it over you know minutia difference when it comes to that they're really just trying to see like Am I seeing what we saw on tape? Sort yeah. of. Yeah. More or less. And I think a lot of it is like, we, you know, we talk about burst a lot and like that initial start to the run and the burst and how, how you can get to that speed. You know what I mean? If I'm, yep. you know what I'm saying? Um, all right. Since we said we have so much to go over, let's jump right into it. We'll start with the news. Um, where do you want to start? I mean, do you want to start with the biggest news? Oh, um, let's start with like the, slightly more depressing thing okay um i mean comparatively to the other fun or stuff um but i would i would say that's calvin ridley um news came out at this point i'm not even i think it was monday like monday afternoon it came out that calvin ridley was being suspended indefinitely uh with a cat or a minimum being at least the entire 2022 season yeah when that first came out it was kind of like wait what and then almost immediately after we heard okay it's for betting 
So he bet on NFL games when he was away from the team. And that is what this suspension is. Um, he yeah. kind of went on, not like a rant on Twitter, but he just kind of took to Twitter to further explain himself. He said he doesn't have a gambling problem. He only, you know, spent 1500 bet 1500 whatever. Um, and yeah, I mean, he bet on his cell phone. He wasn't playing football. It's the kind of thing that it doesn't feel like a big deal. Yeah. But the NFL absolutely made it a point to make it a big deal and to set a type of precedent, um, which, you know, there's a lot of different ways you can argue it. You know, obviously, it's not the worst thing that someone could do, and therefore it probably shouldn't be more punished than things like, you know, beating, beating up your, your wife. Girlfriends. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, like in the contracts that these people signed and in the league rules, like this one is the one thing that is very clearly defined. Um, yeah. like this, I sent you that tweet that was like yeah. Ray Rice only got suspended for two games for beating his fiance. Adrian Peterson had felony child abuse for six games suspension. Greg Hardy beat his girlfriends, had a 10 game sentence that was reduced to four. Ezekiel Elliott only had six game suspension. Josh Gordon was suspended for six seasons for smoking weed. Like Calvin Ridley has an entire season for sports betting. And I get it. Like, like I'll read Goodell's, Goodell's statement and then we can get into it a little bit more. I won't read the whole thing, but um, you know, there's nothing more fundamental to the NFL's success and the reputation of everyone associated with our league than upholding the integrity of the game. This is the responsibility of every player, coach, game official, and anyone employed by the league that goes on to say Calvin Ridley put the integrity of the game at risk and damaged, threatened to damage public confidence um, and undermine the reputations of him and his teammates. And gambling is considered the most significant violations, and that's the reason they have to do it. But I think one of the most the craziest things about it all is that the reason that he was caught was because the league is now partners with a whole bunch of betting sites and they yep. are partnered with FanDuel and, and DraftKings and all this. They're official partners of the NFL. And in the fine print of all those things in, in these contracts, the players knew that they would be able to track the players using these yep. official apps. So Calvin Ridley did it legally and did it through the sports books and was caught because of that. Yeah. Should have used a bookie, Calvin Ridley. I mean, clearly, not that we are <laughs> saying that you should do things that are illegal. No. And if anyone is saying that, not. it's Ashley, not me. I do not agree with her. Speak for herself. <laughs> um, and she does not represent the both of us no. for any lawyers. That's that may not be saying. Thing. Come on. Um, um, he did yeah. go on to bet on more sports, though. Did you see that? That No. He only he did three parlays on the NFL. It was mm -hmm. a three-game, a five-game, and an eight-game parlay. Um, some sites say it included the Falcons. Some sites say it didn't, but again, he wasn't playing with the Falcons at that time. He had taken his leave of absence, but he went on to bet on other sports like the NBA and a couple of other sports, but he was betting larger amounts, like in the thousands of dollars range. And that was in like a five day stretch before Thanksgiving. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so obviously, like, I think maybe this is something that we spend a little bit more time talking about in the offseason, because I think yeah. we can honestly do a whole show just on this, the idea of this and the things mm -hmm. behind it. But like, um, responding to a comment in the comments right now, like the league can make money from betting and from the players, but the players can't make money from betting double standards. I don't agree with that solely because players should not be allowed to bet on the NFL. The reason behind that rule, and that's the, it's not just, you know, players, it's. 
I'm pretty sure if I was an intern with the Philadelphia yes. Eagles, I would not be allowed to bet on the NFL. Anyone that is associated with any NFL team or the NFL front office can't do that. And it's because it presents an unfair advantage either way. If it's a player betting, um, they can influence the game in ways that we can't. And officials you know, and anyone else can say, you know, yeah. I have inside information. It's insider trading and whatever. Um, I think the bigger issue is really just more so how that is weighted comparatively to the other things that we've seen large suspensions yeah. for, whether it be PEDs or abuse, Weed. like more things that are kind of less related to your job. Yeah. So that's kind of what the conversation should be. Like, I don't I, I think people are enraged by this mainly because of that but I don't know if it's necessarily being talked about that way, which I think should kind of change. Like he should not be allowed to bet on the NFL. I he also has think information we don't have this. Yes. That, but I also do think this comment, I it's probably Kyle on the undroppables account that says, should players away from the team be considered players? Absolutely. So I think that's another conversation. I say yes, because you're still friends with these players and you're still technically on the team and you know, the coaches and all that kind of stuff. You're so employed by them. Yeah, exactly. So it could be insider, you know, if you just say, hey, Ryan, don't throw the ball as much. I have your under yards, you know, like that type of thing. It, yeah. You have a close connection, whereas I couldn't call up a quarterback and be like, hey, I have your I, I picked your under. Or maybe Matt Ryan texted him and was like, hey, yeah, maybe they were just talking, catching up. He's checking in and saying, yeah, we're going to throw the ball a lot this weekend. Yeah. And he goes and bets the over on whatever. Like, yeah, I, obviously yeah. that could be anyone that's friends with Matt Ryan could theoretically do that. But at the end of the day, one of them is employed by the NFL. Yeah. He's employed by the team. He's under Do you think contract. if you worked for like headquarters, like if you worked in like the communications department and headquarters, I don't think you can. Bet? I, I, I don't know that, that for sure. If anyone does know yeah. the answer to that, please feel free to, you know, say it. That. But as far as I know, I'm assuming you cannot. Hmm. Um, Interesting. But yeah, we well, got a lot of other stuff to talk we about. Do. So we can jump into the other depressing stuff and then we'll go to the more. So we have two things relating to lawsuits this week. Deshaun Watson's criminal case is going to be heard in front of a grand jury on Friday. Um, a grand jury, for those who don't know, is different than like a jury that convicts. A grand jury gets presented all the evidence and helps the prosecutor decide if they want to take the case to trial. Um, 10 of the 22 accusers filed criminal cases. The other accusers strictly stayed civil or didn't decide to go criminal. But um, several of them have subpoenas to testify. Again, mixed reports on if Watson is going to be testifying or not. But that's going to be huge in terms of if giving an outlook for if he's going to be able to play again for the rest of the the this year at least um and the civil de deposition is on friday as well and they had hoped to move that until monday but that request was denied so yes both his criminal and civil cases have big landmarks on friday um and you had mentioned just before the show started that jerry jones got a lawsuit filed against him by a woman who claims to be his daughter and saying that he is her biolog she is his biological daughter um, yeah, he, this also comes amidst that there was news last week 
about him. There's been a lawsuit with the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders against uh, an old exec for voyeurism. We talked about that before. But Jerry Jones specifically was named saying that he would handpick one cheerleader uh, to come on his plane and wear a revealing outfit for him and his guests and kind of just like walk around the plane and stuff. So Jerry Jones is not having the best week. Uh, but yeah, he has a woman suing him because he's she is his biological daughter, apparently. Yeah, I, I don't know who I, I was just looking for the tweet right now that I originally saw and I can't seem to find it. But someone had said on my uh, on my Twitter feed that they basically were just like, this looks like a great Disney Plus show. So honestly, I can't wait for honestly. it's probably maybe more of an HBO Max show knowing Jerry Jones. But like, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah. But yeah, regardless, both I could see it, you know, a lot of non news right now, but more of like a, at least with the Deshaun Watson stuff, you know, maybe we finally yeah. learn more information for the first time in a year or so yeah so yeah. uh the more fun stuff uh first okay. off the kind of the most non-ish type news uh is that aaron Rodgers is signing ex signing an extension to stay as the quarterback for the green bay packers initially it was reported that it was for four years and 200 million dollars that was refuted by aaron Rodgers, and he basically said you know like the numbers haven't really been confirmed yet you know it, it mm -hmm. sounds like maybe he hasn't signed it yet and they're working out small things. It'll yeah. most likely be in that ballpark. And I think initially reported was also 153 million was guaranteed. So yeah, oh, that's again, a lot of guarantees. It's the high. I mean, that's the highest yeah. paid player in NFL history. So um, yeah. yeah. So that's yeah. a thing. He's going to stay with the Packers. And, um, and I think that means Devonte Adams might, but then again, he, the he's, a, he's a, he got franchise tags. So. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't see that one. Um, yeah. So at yeah. least for the season, that looks like the plan. Yeah. Um, and Aaron Rodgers' contract extension apparently will also be very team friendly and it will, um, alleviate some of his cap hit this season. I think it's yeah. unknown how much at the moment, cause we don't know the details, but that's yeah. the bright side because they have a lot of free agents. Yeah. And there's one more smaller piece of news before we get into like the really big ones. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo did have soldier solder. I can't, I can never say shoulder? this shoulder surgery. You can't say that's, shoulder? No. When you say them together, it's like a tongue twister. Jimmy Garoppolo is having shoulder surgery. Yeah. That when shoulder I say surgery, shoulder, shoulder surgery, oh, okay. that's Second a tongue twister. Me. See? Second time got me. So he had shoulder surgery yesterday. Uh, they said it was successful, and all the hope is that he will be throwing well before camp. Um, but then the question is, which camp? Whose team's camp? But he had sold shoulder surgery. We got through it. <laughs> Yay. Um, and speaking of not knowing which camp, Russell Wilson does know which camp. Yeah, I feel yes. like wow, that was disgusting. That was a really... Like <laughs> broadcasty way to move that aside. It was but, very broadcasty. Uh, yeah, Russell Wilson got traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, so that was crazy. It came kind of out of nowhere. Um, mm -hmm. again, this all kind of happened just one after the other. I believe it was on Tuesday. It was the it Aaron Rodgers. Then it was the um. See, that's what I thought you were saying. What Brad just said in the comments: Jimmy Garoppolo had Nate Solder surgery. Um, <laughs> I was really confused why you were talking about Nate Solder. Um, I've never but, talked uh, yeah. about Nate Solder. Happened uh, seemingly the Broncos were hoping that they could get Aaron Rodgers. And when that was made not clear or clear that they couldn't, uh, Russell Wilson was traded to the Denver Broncos. Um, Denver got Russell Wilson in a fourth round pick and the Seahawks received two first rounders. I believe it's this year and next year. Um, two second rounders, a fifth rounder, Drew Locke, Shelby Harris and tight end Noah Fant. 
Um, so some good young players. Uh, Shelby Harris is known as a locker room leader kind of guy. Drew Locke, you know, former second round pick quarterback. And Noah Fant was, I believe, a former first round pick going into yeah. his third year or fourth year in the NFL. So, yeah. Yeah. I think it, in the Noah Fant one is probably, I mean, the picks, obviously, but Noah Fant a, is a bigger part of that trade, right? Like Noah Fant was productive and good on the Broncos. And I really think, depending on who their quarterback is there and if it's going to be Drew Locke, um, that yeah. Noah Fant could put up good numbers. But then again, that's a lot. A, it's a very competitive, not great numbers, but like decent numbers. I think he could still be productive. But that now there's a lot, a lot of receivers in that. If Noah Fant and DK and Lockett and whatever. I wouldn't but, really say a lot. I think there's three. I guess. But... Noah Fant and the two that are good. And then you've got yeah. Dwayne Eskridge. Like, Dwayne Eskridge. I, and if we're going to talk like about Dwayne a lot Eskridge. of targets, and it's in Denver with Russell Wilson. I mean, he's got Cortland Sutton. He's got, um, I don't know what, Jerry Judy. Jerry my Judy. man, KJ Hamler, who's afraid of bears. Bears. Um, you got Albert O, who is now going to be the, you know, assumed starter at the tight end position, mm -hmm. an athletic freak uh, that the, he's only going into his second or third year. Um, and... Yeah, and, and they've also got some other like good young wide receivers with some yeah. potential, um, as well as probably the best offensive line that Russell Wilson has had maybe in his whole career. Or Oh, Tim Patrick. I, I knew I was forgetting someone. Yeah. Um, yes, Tim Patrick, um, who is better than KJ Hamler, but not for long. No. Um, but yeah, possibly the best uh, offensive line that he has had in his career, which is a big deal, along with... Yeah. Uh, rookie no not rookie anymore Javante Williams at running back yeah and I also think that that gives Denver a lot of wiggle room in the draft right to boost up their defense their defense was fairly good this year at least uh during the beginning of the year um I can't remember the end of past season is slipping away from me already but they now have a lot more flexibility in the draft to bolster up these places where they could use a little bit extra depth rather than, you know, having to go after a wide receiver or a quarterback. Uh, they don't really have to reach for these players and they can go for these positions to get a lot more depth on the offensive line and on defense. Yeah. I mean, I think what's really cool about this is Denver was probably one of the best rosters in the NFL. If you weren't including the quarterback position, um, obviously like it's not, you know, they, they did lose pieces and they lost pieces for the future in those first and second round picks. Um, but I think, you know, they've got a decent amount of cap space. Um, they have, I think, 26 ish million. I'm not sure if that includes or doesn't include uh, the Russell Wilson contract, although I believe Seattle's it's, actually paying for it, a lot of Russell Wilson's uh, yeah. money. It is updated. Sport track is updated every day. So I do believe that does include. Okay. Because I was going to pull from somewhere else, but Sport Track, I, I pulled those numbers from Sport Track and they are um, updated like very, very often. Yeah. What I'm more intrigued by is like, I think that this just means that, you know, I think they're creating a, a window for themselves now. They have Russell, you know, still in his prime years for a couple more years at least. Um, and you've it's got really a lot good. of good young players that aren't making a ton of money. You've got some guys on decent contracts like Cortland Sutton that yeah. he was just signed. Um, and I think that what it really kind of means is they're just going to have to do like a little bit more um, free agent spending. Like, I, yeah. I, I think the possibility of Von Miller coming back as was kind of teased, yeah. um, but also, 
the possibility of just other, you know, free agents wanting to go and play there because of the possibility they have in front of them. I mean, look at what happened when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Yeah. Players want to be there and they want to be there for cheaper. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree. We're going to talk about Vaughn a little bit later on, but I, I completely agree that he's going back. But what do you think this really means for Seattle? We've talked a lot about what it means for Denver. I mean, Seattle gets back first round picks again. Um, they, they don't, aren't the best with them, but tell us what you think this means for Seattle in the long run. I mean, I, I, they're rebuilding. I mean, you don't trade away your franchise quarterback. If you think you're anywhere close, unless you're getting a franchise quarterback back or, you know, it's like an Andrew luck type draft where, you know, you're going to get like the number one overall pick as well as, you know, a top guy in the draft upcoming. But I, uh, I don't know exactly. I believe it's like around the ninth overall pick is where the Denver Broncos pick was. I could be slightly off on that, um, but something along those lines. Um, and, you know, there's the possibility that they might, you know, go for a Malik Willis or a um, mm-hmm. the guy at a pit whose name is um, Pickett. Pick, Pickens. No, not Pickens. Pickett. Pickett. Thank you. Kenny Pickett. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a chance they go for a guy like that and they just start the rebuild right now. But they're going to be rebuilding. Um, and honestly, like, thank God. I mean, Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, they just never made sense because Pete Carroll had one of the best quarterbacks in NFL history and refused to let him throw the ball yeah. as much as you should when you have a quarterback that good, as well as a really solid at least one-two punch at wide receiver. So yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a little bit more of a fire sale, to be honest, but I don't know. Yeah. Well, you and I, you and I have had the conversation on and off screen about choosing between Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. And it seems like they may have made their choice. So. Yeah. It's a dumb choice. It's the yeah, wrong choice. Um, but I mean, whatever. Yeah. Um, I have a coworker who's a Seahawks fan and is not, is now like, I'm done. Like I'm, I'm done with the Seahawks. I can't do this anymore. So. Yeah, and I guess speaking of the fire sale, the tanking, um, mm-hmm. something we were going to talk about later, but is they already released, um, you know, perennial pro bowler Bobby Wagner. Um, yep. I mean, an all-time great player for the Seattle Seahawks at linebacker. Uh, so he's eligible. He's already a free agent. He doesn't have to wait for the legal tampering period and all that crap. He is already a free agent. They've released him. Yep. Um, so that's going to be the first of, you know, however many um, over the next few years of probably long-time greats that are going to be on their way out um so that tweet i sent you that said hold on because what week did it say drew law uh dk metcalf is gonna punch drew lock by week four <laughs> yeah and that would hurt i'd rather be punched by tyler lockett if oh, i had yeah. to pick um 100 but yeah 100 what did it, it did say yep week four i had that right yeah well, that feels about right um it does but yeah i mean we'll see um i don't i don't expect much maybe drew lock will be a better off in an offense that is built around running the ball nonstop. Um, who knows? Uh, but, uh, yeah. In other, uh, quarterback news, um, a bit of a shocker today was Carson Wentz, former Eagles quarterback, former Colts quarterback was traded to the Washington commanders. Um, and Washington is taking on all of Carson Wentz's salary, which is around 28 million, which, That was the big part that kind of surprised me as well as the Colts are really just getting a third round pick and a third round pick next year that can, that can be turned into a second round pick as well as a second round swap this year. 
Um, so the big thing for me is probably losing that insane cap hit. And also, you're not getting a ton in return a year after you give him, you know, you pay a first and a third round pick for him. Yeah. So. Yeah. And that second rounder, it could be bumped up to a second rounder. I'm assuming it's just a lot of incentives that have to be met the same way that 70% of the snaps. Yeah. So the Eagles had the compensatory pick. So, yeah, that one kind of, I mean, I I kind of knew he was going to be moved, but I didn't really expect Washington. Like, we had this conversation on our Discord, like how much of an upgrade is it from Heineke to Wentz? Um, and yeah, and I think something interesting is that Wentz, one of the reasons that a lot of people knew he was going to be traded. So Wentz wanted to meet with owner Jim Irsay to clear the air, quote unquote, after the season. But Irsay declined to meet with him. And then Frank Reich who was like kind of the champion of trying to get Carson Wentz to the Colts went to Irsay and apologized for championing that trade. Yeah. And so I believe both of those, at least, at least the first one was reported in uh, an article on the athletic, I believe by Mm -hmm. Zach K, but I could be wrong on that. Um, And there's also a couple other quotes that I sent into a group chat a minute earlier with Eagles fans, obviously Mm -hmm. uh, that I'd love to read out because it just, it's starting to paint a very unfortunate picture for Carson yeah. Wentz. Um, as uh, as for the Colts, the issues with Wentz stretched back to before the season began, one source said. And over the course of the year, some grew frustrated at what they deemed a lack of leadership, a resistance to hard coaching, and a reckless style of play, which had, which had a role in several close losses this year, um, as well as the Ursae declining the meeting. Uh, money was never the primary factor in the decision to move on from Wentz, nor was the in- unenviable reality the team now finds itself in, looking for a new starting quarterback for the third straight offseason. Reich, who originally pushed for the trade to acquire Wentz last winter, apologized to Ursay after the season, according to a, a source. The coach believed he could resurrect Wentz's stalled career and solve the Colts' quarterback conundrum. Um, so that's really telling. Um, yeah. And clearly, Does Washington like, really need someone like that, like rebuilding and changing culture. And I mean, I think Wentz is the type of guy that will perennially get more chances because he's shown he has talent in the NFL, and every coach is probably just going to think that they can fix him. But as especially as the price goes down, like what are they really giving up? Yeah, not a ton. Um, but really, I mean, it's just unfortunate. Like those are a lot of the things that really pushed him out of Philly, you know, especially yeah. the the idea that he's resi- a re- very resistant to hard coaching. That was something that became kind of a rumor, which turned more and more into a truth toward his end of uh, time in Philly, in that he doesn't like being coached hard. He's not willing to really, really take the coaching on the things that he needs to work on. And that's You're great in 2017 NFL. when he's nailing everything. But yeah. after that, when a lot of, you, you know, he became more sloppy in his fundamentals and then the coaches couldn't get through to him to realize that like that that's an issue. And it doesn't matter how much talent you have. If eventually it, you're not willing to do the work or take the coaching the way that you're supposed to. And it's unfortunate, but you know, we talked about this near the end of the season or after the season ended that it just kind of felt like Wentz, it it was never going to be a football decision. I mean, I'm pretty sure I said exactly that. It felt like it was going to be a personal decision based on Carson Wentz as a person, not him as a player. Cause this season wasn't terrible. I mean, it was pretty on par with his kind of middling seasons in Philadelphia. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, it sucks, yeah. you know, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I think that's the big thing that it's just like, again, like does Washington need, you know, they're changing organizational culture and all that. I get it's not the type of culture that, that they've been trying to change. There's this more culture of abuse. Um, but do you want someone who can't be coached and isn't known for being like a complete stand-up guy and kind of has these like organizations turn on him to, to be your new quarterback? I don't know. I think the bigger question for me is how it might be a slight upgrade, but how much of an upgrade is this from Heineke? I mean, I think it's a decent enough upgrade to take the shot. I mean, yeah. Washington has a really solid team. Um, and like, I mean, they showed two years ago, they were able to make the playoffs with Alex Smith and Dwayne Haskins and Taylor Heineke and, and almost beat Tom Brady. Yeah. So I get why you take the shot. Um, yeah. and all honesty, like I, I get it. It makes sense. They're probably still going to draft a quarterback early, which is just going to, at this point, I don't, I don't know how Wentz can even take that personally, but he is not one that is like, he didn't even like when the Eagles spent a second round pick on Jalen hurts. By the way, they shouldn't have spent a second round pick on Jalen Hurts when you would just sign Carson Wentz to that deal. They got away with it because <sighs> different conversation. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be surprising if Washington decides to spend their first round pick on a guy like Malik Willis yeah. or Kenny Pickett or whomever to kind of breed for the future. But I mean, I think he would be a good backup quarterback. Yeah, he's probably a great backup quarterback a lot of starting experience but yeah. eventually they need to answer the question of who's the guy and i think even by trading for carson wentz indy was much closer to saying that he is our franchise quarterback and i don't think that's what washington yeah. is saying yeah, by doing this I agree. it's a yeah and, and then you know we'll do another episode on quarterbacks i mean we still have Jameis winston and Deshaun Watson, which rumors are starting to float around, like like valid rumors that he might go to the Steelers if his his cases are dropped. And Steelers, the Panthers, there's a lot yeah. of a lot of teams that got left out of this quarterback carousel. So yeah. So and we're only just getting started. So we'll do an entire episode a little bit more through the offseason when we have some more news on free agency and stuff um, about what the quarterback picture looks like for next season. But there is some news that we're just going to blow through really quickly. Um, Mike Williams got a new contract with the Chargers, a three year, $60 million contract with 40 of it guaranteed. Harold Landry, the linebacker from the Titans, got a new contract for five years, $87.5 million with $52.5 guaranteed. Both of those are pretty decent amount guaranteed. Um, we have a, a handful of prominent releases. Uh, Bobby Wagner was released by the Seahawks. Kyle Van Noy was released by the Patriots. Jordan Hicks was released by the Cardinals. And Terrence Mitchell was released by the Texans. And I think the bigger one of that is that there's a lot of rumors floating around about Omari Cooper might be released. Yeah, I mean, it's becoming pretty clear that it, yeah. Amari Cooper's time is absolutely limited in Dallas. Yep. Um, and real quick before we move on, uh, Jordan Hicks, if you're listening, you know who needs linebackers? Philadelphia. Come on home, buddy. <laughs> he was drafted and, by the Eagles, by the way. So that's, okay. that's why that's and, and we have one big retirement. Alejandro Villanueva, the offensive tackle from the Ravens, has retired. Why I don't you need to say rest in peace? Oh. It's not 
it's not, it's not it. what's happening. It's not it. Um, um, yep. Why don't you go into reading us our franchise tag so far? Yeah, sure. So we're going to, I guess how we're going to kind of approach this is we're going to go division by division and talk about these teams, you know, mm-hmm. who they're losing in free agency, who they could possibly look to replace, you know, some fits that might make sense from some of the bigger free agents. Uh, but real quick, uh, before the deadline that was yesterday, Tuesday at, I think four o'clock, um, we did have a couple of teams actually get their franchise tags. Uh, you know, they use yeah. their franchise tags. Um, so I'm just going to go down the list. Uh, the chiefs, um, Signed Orlando Brown Jr. left tackle for 16 million. Uh, the Browns signed David Njoku at tight end for about 10.9. The Bengals uh, franchise tagged Jesse Bates the third free safety for about 12.9. Uh, the Dolphins. What was that? I love that one. Oh yeah, I, I honestly I was I was really hoping he'd make it to free agency and could sign with the Eagles. Yeah, but. It's awesome. That's awesome for the Bengals. Yeah, he, he's a great player, and I didn't really actually think that they would let him get away. No. Um, we have uh, a pair, another pair of tight ends, uh, Mike Gesicki with the Dolphins and Dalton Schultz with the Cowboys. Uh, j- the Jaguars got Cam Robinson, left tackle, 16.6 million. And then two wide receivers, the Packers signing Devontae Adams and the Buccaneers signing Chris Godwin. Uh, Adams was 20 million and Chris Godwin was about 19. I wasn't really sure what that is, so I looked it up right before the stream. It's based on Chris Godwin being in his second year of the franchise tag. And also, Devontae Adams made more money last year yes. than the franchise tag. So it's a 20% increase on what his uh, money was last year. So that was yeah, a fun it's fact. Whatever that I didn't is higher. It's whatever's higher if it's your salary or the franchise tag, whichever one is more is the the money you get exactly lead us into the free agency sure so uh we are gonna start with the uh the nfc north um now obviously uh and so i'm we're probably going to talk about rankings a few times uh we are using a list that was put together on the athletic on the athletic by shield I don't remember. I, I'm going to say his last name wrong, so I'm just going to say Shiel on The Athletic. Uh, Shiel K, awesome writer. Uh, originally from Philly now, I believe he writes for about Seattle mainly. Um, but uh, he ranked the top 150 free agents, so that's the kind of list that we're kind of using to kind of more or less like roughly get an idea of value or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so the Bears have $23 million in cap space. They have the most uh, in the NFC North. Um, and the Lions are right behind with about 20 million. The Vikings and the Packers are both currently in the negative, uh, with the Vikings having negative 18 million. Um, and the and these are going to change basically mm-hmm. constantly again yeah. because you know we're recording this on Wednesday night. Free agency starts like next week. They need to be over the cap. It's going to change constantly. And um, the Packers have approximately negative 50 million in cap room. Um, and that is largely due in part, most likely to Aaron Rodgers. I don't think his contract is it's probably not. being taken into account yet because it doesn't exist yet yeah. that we know of. Um, obviously, they do have time to get under the cap. Um, but the biggest free agent uh, out of all these teams really is probably Allen Robinson yeah. coming out of uh, the Bears. Um, obviously, he's 29 years old. Um, he will be 29 uh, as the season starts next season. Um you know, he's a wide receiver that was drafted by Jacksonville, so I knew a big contract uh, a couple years ago by the Bears. Had a couple great seasons and then really fell short this past year. Um, there's been rumors that have come out that, you know, that they did it on purpose to be able to sign him for less money. 
really weird. He was he was playing under the franchise tag this past season and with a rookie quarterback slash Andy Dalton. Yeah, uh, that's going to be a big loss because that leaves Darnell Mooney as kind of their main wide receiver. Um, and with $23 million in cap space, like I, I think the wide receiver crop got really thin really quickly uh, with being tagged and signed, uh, which is a shame. Um, like I, the best wide receiver that's available is probably Allen Robinson. So I don't really know if that's necessarily in the cards, but you've got other guys like Odell Beckham Jr., DJ Chark, and Christian Kirk possibly. Um, that are expected to go to free agency. Um, and they could possibly be looking at adding that. They're also losing some solid defensive linemen and Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols. So, yeah, a lot on the way out in Chicago, but that's kind of how they have the money. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess, like you said, we, you and I were going to kind of talk about these these bigger names um, Allen Robinson, that like you said, that's probably one of the bigger ones. Potential landing spots. I think some of my favorite might be the. I think the Patriots is up there, but I think the Patriots are really going to go after Amari Cooper. We'll talk about that later. But um, I think the Patriots is a big one for me, and the other one, I don't know. A little bit of me kind of wants to say the Texans, but I don't know about that one. Yeah, I actually, I, I think. The spot that I like a lot is possibly the Detroit Lions. See, um, I was going to say that, but then my issue was like, sorry, I cut you off. But like, sorry. we know he hated playing with the Bears and like bad quarterbacks and stuff. But sorry, go. I mean, I don't know if he necessarily hated it because of the bad quarterbacks. I mean, he's never really had a good quarterback. So, yeah, you know, I don't know if he knows any different. For me, it's either the Lions or the Cardinals are another team to keep an eye on. I mean, they hmm. just got done signing A.J. Green, who everybody kind of thought was washed, maybe rightly so. Um, I don't think that Allen Robinson is going to make as much money as he would have a year ago, but he's probably going to get a couple million on a one-year contract, most likely, um, to be able to kind of reset his market a little bit. Um, but I think the Lions make a lot of sense, and I think the Cardinals make sense because I think they need to kind of keep adding weapons around DeAndre Hopkins as he's getting up there in age and hopefully keep Kyler Murray happy, I guess. Um, but I think the the thing that makes sense for the Lions is really – if they do draft a quarterback high, um, maybe I, I think having a veteran receiver is probably a good thing for it. But, you know, they don't have a lot of receivers outside of uh, last year's fourth round pick. I'm on Ross St. Brown, who had a great end of the season. So, yeah, I still I still think my top one. I, I mean, I could say this for every top tier wide receiver is the Patriots. And, and you probably Patriots. will. And I probably will, because the Patriots really, really need better offensive ball catchers everything. and everything but um i i don't know i like i like alan robinson's style of play matched with mac jones i think that's the bigger one for me is that i i do i i like that landing spot for him but yeah um so the lions aren't really losing much i mean charles harris is a good edge defender uh he was i believe a former first round pick he kind of underwhelmed for the first couple years of his career but had a really solid season last year that kind of just tells me that he's probably going to get paid elsewhere um, because the Lions saw him underwhelmed for a couple of years. It's a new regime now. I expect him to get a solid contract elsewhere. Honestly, I think somewhere like the Eagles makes sense, who they tend to value uh, defensive linemen, and we don't have a lot right now. Um, but uh, the Vikings are losing a lot of mid-tier free agents, uh, older guys or guys that are kind of – you know, past their prime a little bit, probably not going to get big extensions, um, but could definitely 
you know, they're probably they're going to get picked up and they're probably going to get, you know, a plethora of like one year deals uh, to kind of be a stopgap in a lot of places. Guys like Patrick Peterson, uh, Xavier Woods, Anthony Barr, Tyler Conklin. Um, and the Packers are losing like a ton of players, a ton of really solid players for them last year. Um, cornerbacks in Razul Douglas and Kevin King, obviously Robert Tanyan, uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling, who were both pass catchers. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers wants to stay competitive. So I have no clue what they're going to do because there's still 50 million over and they have to pay Devonte Adams 20 million. So, yeah, that that's their roster is going to be a mess. I, I just, I don't see how they can, I, I understand that now you have Devonte Adams and Aaron Rodgers. I just don't see how you can stay competitive with, with that kind of cap. I well, really at least don't. they paid Aaron Jones a crap ton of money. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God. Um, yeah not a ton to say about the Packers I don't think they're necessarily going to be able to target people in free agency uh, at least not in that top that top tier the uh it'll probably be more in like the post-draft free agency where you're getting guys for cheap yeah Uh, do you have a potential landing spot for Valdez Scantling that you like best the Raiders is interesting uh, I, I think they need another pass catcher regardless, but I think that he fits that, you know, the role that they tried to put Henry Ruggs in where it's not a lot of targets, um, mm-hmm. but it's stretching the field and it's being a dynamic target when he does get the ball thrown his way. Um, yeah. So I think that's going to be an interesting thing to watch out for. Also, you know, I, I, I really believe that the Cardinals will sign someone at wide receiver. Um, I mean, they're losing, and we're going to get to their next, but they're losing two of their top receivers. Um, so I think that makes sense because it's a good, you know, opposite to DeAndre Hopkins. But, um, yeah, I, I think places where you're not signing him to be the guy, but you're just signing to be an, him yeah. an auxiliary piece of the offense. So yeah. uh, you want to get into the NFC West? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right, the NFC West. We have the Cardinals with a cap space of about just about seven million. The Rams with a cap space of negative twenty, yeah, almost negative twenty million. The Seahawks with a cap space of fifty-one and a half million, and the Niners with just under three million in cap space. So the only one in the negative there is the Rams. Um, start off with the yeah, the Cardinals. They're losing Chandler Jones, the edge, and that's I think that's a big one for them. Christian Kirk, uh, the wide receiver, Zach Ertz at tight end, AJ Green for wide receiver, James Conner, and Chase Edmonds. That's like all of their weapons. <laughs> it's a lot of their offense, and that's their definitely the scariest thing, as well as yeah. probably the most important person on their defense. Like if they're yeah. gonna bring one person back, I they're they're really gonna try to bring Chandler Jones back, like. I don't know if they can. I mean, they don't, again, they don't have a ton of cap space, but you can make things work by restructuring contracts, pushing mm-hmm. salaries back, adding on void yeah. years, all that kind of crap. But Chandler Jones, like, she'll add him at the number three free agent overall, and he is that yeah. good. Um, yeah, he's 32 years old, but he's going to get paid somewhere to be a really oh, yeah. good edge rusher. Um, and I, I know that the Cardinals will probably want to bring him back because they don't have a great defense no. as a whole. And losing its best player, yeah, they still have J.J. Watt, but Chandler Jones is ridiculously talented. He was putting so. up like record numbers at the start of the season for sacks. Um, I've seen actually a lot of conversation about Chandler Jones if they don't somehow find a way to pay him, ending up with the Broncos. I've seen that projected in a couple of places. I know it's on PFF. 
Yeah, I mean, that would make a lot of sense. Interesting, and it makes sense. Yeah. A guy like him could just find himself on any team. Like, really. Like, Mm -hmm. he's just so versatile, and he doesn't really... Like, he's not the kind of guy where you're like, oh, this team really needs... Every team needs edge-rushing help. Like, when you can get a guy like Chandler Jones... You kind of do it because getting to the quarterback is somewhat important in the game of football really? in 2022. Um, but you could as, always as... use a good edge rusher. If, even if your edge rushers are good, you could always use more edge rushers. Like yep. I think that's what it comes down to. You could deal with, you know, there are certain positions that you could deal with not having depth. Like edge rushers are one of the absolute key pieces that you can never have too many edge rushers. The best way to win football games is to protect the quarterback and get to the quarterback. Yep. You build exactly. it at the defensive line and the offensive line. Yeah, um, I think for, another interesting one. Oh, sorry, is Zacher, uh, Zacherts. I wanted you to talk about him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Z- I love Zacherts. Um, I know. You know, I gave him a little <laughs> That's what I wanted to ask you. Yeah, I gave him a little farewell. I think that was actually my solo pod when I was in London. It um, was. Yeah. Um, he's another guy. I, I he's gonna. He's probably if I'm a contender, like you know, maybe maybe it is a place. Like honestly, I didn't think about this until literally right now. But Denver. Um, maybe Denver says we need a little more veteran help at, you know, pass catching and blocking for Russell Wilson and Zach Ertz fits that bill. I think you're going to see him fill that role. He will get signed. He's prob. I don't know if he's the top tight end on the market off the top of my head. They run two Uh, tight ends too, but I I think it's probably it's Gronk and Ertz kind of in their own Mm -hmm. category. Um, but I think he makes two tight end schemes with him and Alberto. Yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. And you know, it doesn't always have to be two tight end schemes. Like you know, maybe Zach Ertz comes on. I, I don't know. He's not the guy that you you know that's going to get a billion targets and break the tight end reception record like he yeah. did in eighteen or nineteen. Um, but he can still be really useful to a team that's trying to win a championship. Another thing that makes sense to me is the Chargers. Uh, Jared Cook is leaving in free agency. Yeah. Um, I and I that. think having a really veteran, you know, a guy that still is a little more in him than Jared Cook. Uh, would be really helpful for Justin Herbert alongside Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. So I didn't think about that, and I like that landing spot a lot. Thanks. I like um, it, too. That's why I said it. I know. That's a good Maybe one. the Eagles, too. I Go I Birds. Know. I don't know. I don't think he's going to go back. He's going um, here. It's fine. I love him. Anyway, the Rams have a long list. Von Miller, yeah. OBJ, Darius Williams, Austin Corbett, Brian Allen. Yeah. Those are kind of the bigger ones. A lot of guys and a lot of really talented guys. Yes. That's and that's the, thing. the scary part, but also yeah. the thing you expect from the reigning Super Bowl champions. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think we already said, you know, I mentioned it at the, the top of our show is that Von Miller, um, he teased it on Twitter. Like maybe I'll run it back, um, but put his old number on the tweet from when he was with the Broncos. I 100% think he's going to go end up back at the Broncos. We just keep saying the Broncos for everyone because they have a lot of money, but it's fine. Um, I think I think 100% that Von Miller is going back to Denver. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of one of those reunions that makes a lot of sense yeah. because now they're going to be competitive again, and why wouldn't they want to bring yeah. him back? I mean, he showed in the playoffs that he can still play. He fits a need for them, and the Rams are probably aren't going to be able to pay him the amount of money yeah. that he'll want. Um, so... Yeah, I, it makes sense. OBJ, I think, will probably just return to the Rams. He's not going to be ready until yeah. roughly November. Yeah. So, like, he's kind of a non-factor, and I mm-hmm. think it just makes sense that he returns to the Rams. Um, 
And a lot of these other guys, like I, you know, I, I don't think the Rams are going to be able to give up many big contracts, but I think some of these guys, they're going to be able to get on like a one year, you know, stick around, yep. try and compete again type deal. They'll be able to free up cap room by just restructuring deals and pushing their problems into the future, because that's what you do when you have a Super Bowl winning quarterback and you have the chance to compete for another Super Bowl right now. You don't worry yeah. about tomorrow. Yeah. You worry about today. Um, yeah. And that's going to be a theme for some of these top teams. Yeah. And do like very similar to what the Bucks did the year before is so many one year contracts on the hope yep. that you can just go back to back. Yep. And it makes sense. If you have the money for it, it makes sense. But um, I'm interested to see how their cap space moves around a little bit because I know that I think they are going to have a lot of restructuring to do. Oh yeah. I mean, I think it's going to be really fun. Like late this week, this weekend, next week, we're just going to see like a billion Adam Schefter tweets that are like blank has been restructured. Blank has been restructured. Blank has been restructured. And it's going to do nothing except free up money. That's really all it yeah. is. Yeah. Um, and that's fine. Um, but that is a hundred percent. That's yeah. That's what it means to play in the NFL or whatever. Yeah. Um, we do have next the Seahawks. Um, Bobby Wagner, we already talked about him. He was due to be a free agent. He was released. Um, the safety, Quandre Diggs, DJ Reed, the quarterback, Dwayne Brown, Gerald Everett, Brennan Shell, and Rashad Penny. Yeah, I mean, they have negative. No, no they, have Sorry, they have 51 million in cap space. I yeah. don't know why I thought that was negative. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, if they're going to give out a big contract to anyone, it's probably going to be Rashad Penny. Yep knowing the Seahawks because that's just what they would do uh, because they suck at things. Their front office, I'm just convinced is not very good at things. They're not, you know, you just parted with Russell Wilson and also you drafted Rashad Penny in the first round right after you found Chris Carson. And it doesn't make any sense. Um, Chris Carson is, might be a possible casualty. Also, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, he's on the last year of his deal, I believe, and um, they can save a decent amount of money by cutting him. Um, but really, I don't see many of these guys returning because why would why, why would the Seahawks want to pay some of their older guys? Like most of these guys are on the back end of their career. I mean, maybe DJ Reed, uh, you know, decent cornerback. He's only 26 years maybe old. But I don't think Andre Diggs will stick around. Um, he's obviously I think he like broke his fibula or something in like the final game of the season. That's going to sting a little bit for his value this offseason but he's he's a good player and he's going to be a valuable player to a good team yeah. at safety um and bobby wagner i mean he was already cut obviously uh they're not resigning him um he's going to get paid somewhere uh it might be before free agency happens it might be after teams figure out who they can get when free agency really starts um but again i mean the there's a couple really solid defensive guys that can be yeah. large parts of good teams yeah and the thing is, like they 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 one hundred percent need to rebuild that entire defense. That's the thing. You even if they weren't in a rebuilding year, they needed to rebuild the entire defense from scratch. So around Jamal Adams, <laughs> exactly. Um, I also think it's a possibility Gerald Everett stays, possibly on a one year deal. But I don't know. I think there's a possibility, but I I think he probably will end up somewhere else. More so just on his own choice, you know, like, I don't know that he's going to want to stay in Seattle. And I think that's part of it too, is that I'm sure they might be able to keep a couple of these guys, but if they really wanted to, but it's also about, do these people want to stay in Seattle? Yeah. And that's, I don't see like, I just don't see the reason for them to pay some of these older guys. Yeah. And 
doesn't necessarily make sense. Uh, yeah. And last but not least in the in the West of uh, the Niners, um, they're losing offensive guard Lakin Tomlinson, DJ Jones on the defensive line, and Arden Key, an edge rusher. Um, some solid guys. They have two million in cap space. Um, you know, I think if they really want these guys back, that they probably will be able to get them back by just restructuring a couple of things. They don't have a ton of free agents. Um, and also, you know, we don't know what their cap number is going to look like depending on what happens with Jimmy G. So that's, you know, I, I'm not surprised if they haven't made any moves yet. Um, because I think the Jimmy G part of the equation is going to change a lot of that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that kind of sums up the NFC West. Yeah. And the NFC South has a lot of free agents hitting the market. Um, we could start with the Buccaneers who only have half a million dollars in free cap space. Um, they're losing Carlton Davis, the cornerback, Ryan Jensen, Alex Kappa, Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, uh, Jordan Whitehead, JPP, OJ Howard. Those are kind of their bigger names. So I think the two obviously that stand out the most are Rob Gronkowski and Leonard Fournette. Yeah, I mean, just a lot of Whitehead. A lot of really important parts to winning a couple Super Bowls. And a lot of them, you know, it's a mix between younger guys and also guys that are just trying to ring chase at this point. Like, it'll be really interesting to see where Gronkowski goes. He's never played for a team that wasn't quarterbacked by Tom Brady, at least. You think he's going to play, like, actually? He hasn't retired yet, which tells me probably. Um, You know, I think he kind of set the stage for that when he was talking about the possibility of playing for Joe Burrow. Um, I don't get paid. I mean, he looks like a good tight end yeah. still. So I think he'll just probably go to a good team that, you know, very similarly, like maybe the chargers, yeah. like, I, I think that's a solid spot for either him or Zach Ertz. And I think that it would make mm-hmm. sense on their side as well. Yeah. Um, and then Leonard Fournette, I, I think, you know, I doubt he gets a huge contract, but I think that he'll get a decent sized either one or two year deal to mm-hmm. be a lead ball carrier on a team, maybe a team like yeah. the, Jets, or I don't even know. Dolphins? Running back, is so tough. Yeah, the Dol- yeah, the Dolphins, Dolphins makes make a lot of sense. Um, and they're still competitive-ish. Yeah, well, yeah, like. and I mean a new head coach too. Um, yeah, I actually yeah. like that a lot. I li- I like that landing spot. I like it that. in theory. I think that the Dolphins will go for more of a San Francisco style back, which Leonard Fournette is not. Like, I think they'll want more of a Raheem Mostert type, like not satellite back, but just like a speed Texans? guy. Um, yeah. Te- they have Texans. enough old running back. So why not throw another one in there? Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, what are the, what's the other one? Maybe the Raiders, but yeah. I don't know. If they're know. losing both their backs. I mean, they have Josh Jacobs and they just, uh, they just signed what's his face last off season. So, um, anyway, I don't know. It'll be interesting. The running back market is always disappointing. Yeah, but Leonard Fournette's hitting that hitting that age cliff a little bit, right? Like he's yeah. 27 now, where it's that weird mid. His contract's now in that weird middle spot that he still looks good. He's still mostly healthy, um, and he could be a very key part of an offense. But he's now 27. That you can't tie him to this huge contract with a lot of guaranteed money, especially for an older running back. So, like you said, I do think it's going to be a shorter term contract. I think the money's still going to be good, but maybe less guaranteed, but having, you know, only a couple of years is the big part. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's some other interesting names on here, like Nadamakan yeah. Sue, Jason, Pierre, Paul, both probably going to look to go to contenders and be able to compete for another ring. Uh, yeah. And OJ Howard, you know, a tight end that never really did what he thought 
we that we thought he could do. Uh, he's only 27 years old. This will be his first time testing free agency. So interested to see where he goes as well. He caught a touchdown this year, right? Great. Yeah. Um, all right. On to the Saints. He caught a touchdown this year. The Saints. Lane Johnson have... caught a touchdown this year. I was just I remember saying, that nice you smile. mentioned his name and I remember and I I remember it because I bet on I believe it was Gronkowski to have a touchdown and OJ, it was a it was a tight end that caught it but it was just OJ Howard like it was a design right. tight end play. Um but onto the Saints who have almost negative 50 million dollars it's negative 48 and a half million dollars um and they're losing from that top list Teron Armstead, Marcus Williams, Jameis Winston and PJ Williams. So an offensive tackle, a safety, a quarterback, and a cornerback. Yeah. Um, I think Jameis will find his way back there. I, I really do. Um, yeah, but if he doesn't I'm still torn on that. If he doesn't, he'll probably be the most sought after name when it comes to free agent quarterbacks. I mean, it's either him or maybe like Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, you know, not a great list, but um it's him, Marcus Mariota, and Mitch Trubisky, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um but I, the big name for me, it's Ron Armstead. He'll find a place to play. You know, yeah. he's 31 years old. He's just going to go. He's going to be a starter for a team. Great. Awesome. Hopefully, like, honestly, Bengals just call him up and give him whatever money he wants to play tackle for Joe Burrow. Uh, Marcus Williams, safety for the Saints, is a really interesting name. He's 26 years old. He's young. He's very talented. Um, I believe. I think he's probably the top safety on the market with Jesse Bates off of it. So, yeah, he's probably going to get paid a decent amount of money. And I'm very intrigued to see where he goes. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. I think that's it for the Saints. I, like we said, Jameis is probably yeah, bigger. They're not going to be able to spend a lot of money. On- no, I mean, not negative $50 million. Um, the Falcons, who have just about $4 million in, ca- in cap space, are losing. How do I say that first name again? Oh, I don't know. Foisade Olukun. Um I, I always see his name and I always forget to Aloakun. Uh Russell Gage, Cordero Patterson. What? Aloakun is a linebacker. Oh, so no, I, I said Russell Gage, the wide receiver. I know. I was specifying um, for the people that are like, Oh, sorry, I'm like right now. <laughs> lost in translation. Um Russell Gage, Cordero Patterson, Dante Fowler Jr. Yeah, I mean Cordell Patterson had kind of like a bit of a resurgence. Um, mm-hmm. If I'm him, I probably just want to stay in Atlanta where they were finally able to yeah. use me. Uh, but Russell Gage is an interesting name. Now, if I'm correct on this, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, there is a chance that they have, and I need to double check this, they might not have a single wide receiver on their roster at the what? moment. Yeah. Um, again, I'm going to double check that. Please do. I can find out the easiest way to do that. But, um, yeah, I don't think that they have a single wide receiver on their roster, um, which is not great because Calvin Ridley is suspended. Sure. Um, so and if they do, it's it's if they do have anyone on their roster, it's no one. Um, I think it's a nobody. Uh, but, yeah, they're they also only have three million in cap space. They're not going to be breaking the bank on anyone. So hopefully they can re-sign Russell Gage. If not, they're probably going to be looking at guys like. Uh, I don't really think Allen Robinson, but probably the Mari Cooper, AJ Greens, Marquez Valdez. Mari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Yeah, I don't. Mm, that he'll get too much money. I I, yeah. I think. I also um, think a big one is um, drafting. I really do think well, they're going to yeah, draft a handful. Like they might yeah. have to spend all of their. 
first mm-hmm. three round picks on wide receivers. I mean, they have Kyle Pitts, but Kyle Pitts is not an offense make. So, no, um, it does not. Really, just kind of sadness for the Falcons. Yeah, and I, I think Cordero Patterson's another one. He, I mean, he's thirty-one years old right now, so he's yeah. probably going to get a one-year He's more of a running back than a wide receiver. Yeah, no, and I'm saying as as running back, um, was that I just think he um he gets a one-year deal. That's I oh, would give yeah. a thirty-one-year-old running back anything more than a, maybe two, but that's it. No, you don't give Cordero Patterson a two-year deal. Just no, that's what I'm saying. Have one, have a one-year deal, and be happy with his existence. Yeah. Um. We can no, go Jake on. Watt is a free agent. Yeah. Uh, or not a free agent. Sorry. Um, we can go on to the Panthers, who have uh, $26.3 million in free cap space. Um, and they are losing Hassan Reddick, the edge, Stefan Gilmore, and Dante Jackson, both cornerbacks, Cam Newton at quarterback, and Daquan Jones, um, defensive line. Yeah. I mean, it, that's a lot to lose on at the quarter cornerback position Corner, yes. for the Panthers. Obviously they spent a first round pick last year at, at the cornerback position mm-hmm. and that's great, but I, I'm sure they're hoping to be able to re-sign at least one of those guys. They have yeah. 26 million in cap space and Hassan Reddick is a very solid player. Um, and he will probably get a decent contract this off season. Um, I don't know necessarily if the Panthers are going to be able to pay up. Um, I don't know if they want to, but he will get paid by someone. Um, mm-hmm. and so will Stefan Gilmore and probably so will Dante Johnson. Oh, yeah. uh, Stephon Do- Gilmore is obviously up, getting up there in age, but he's still a very good yeah. cornerback and second or third best in the market. I'd say number one, definitely being JC Jackson, uh, coming from the Panthers. Yeah. But yeah, um, there's also apparently rumors that they're trading Christian, Mc- that they want to trade or they're entertaining offers for Christian McCaffrey. Like there are those every off season. But the big thing that I think is important here to keep an eye out for them is the quarterback position. That was Again. my question for you. Yep. Yeah, they're losing Cam Newton. Yeah. yeah it doesn't, it Do doesn't you think matter. he goes anywhere else? I hope he retires. He just looks washed. I know. And it's um, sad. And I like Cam Newton as a person, mm-hmm. but he just he looks washed. Uh, and it makes me sad to watch him play sometimes. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe they should look at Teddy Bridgewater. Anyway, jump into jump into your Eagles. We got to pick up pace just a little bit here. Jump into your Eagles, and then we'll do my Giants. Yeah, so I'll just look at the NFCs as a whole. How about that? We're just gonna do this even quicker. So the Eagles uh, lead the NFC East in cap space available with about eight million, uh, which I fully oh, because that's a ca- effective cap space. I was gonna say because this has them listed at like seventeen million. Um, yeah. That's the it must be dead money. Anyway. Regardless, um, they have about eight million. Uh, the Giants are second with about seven million. The Commanders—it's going to—it's going to be tough to say. Yeah. Um, I have about negative one million, and the Cowboys no, are almost negative two. Almost sorry, almost negative two million. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Um, and the Cowboys have negative around fourteen million, o- almost fifteen million. Yeah, be clear. Um, well, there's a big there's a difference between almost between negative one and negative two or negative well, fifteen. Negative one and almost negative two. Let's be clear, we can't mislead. Yeah, but it's you know the half after you hit that halfway point, you round up or you round that down. That is That's true. You do. You, yeah, it's true. I know. Hopefully, they don't round the opposite way. Or they're not going to be able to get who they want. I, seriously. Um, but anyway, um, which by the way, this website actually has them in the positives so it looks like this is already wrong so 
Um, that would well, I guess probably everything is Carson. So I don't know. It's going to be weird anyway. Um, but regardless, uh, some of the biggest free agents, uh, the commanders are losing Brandon Scherf, offensive guard, uh, longtime Washington football player. Uh, he's about 30 years old. Randy Gregory, the edge rusher from the Cowboys. Michael Gallup, wide receiver for the Cowboys. Uh, Derek Barnett, an edge rusher for the Eagles. Um, all kind of the biggest names here, along with like maybe Leighton Vander Esch, linebacker for the Cowboys. Um, Cowboys are losing the most. They have about six of the top 150 free agents. Um, and there's not really a lot else going on in terms of like quantity uh, in the NFC East, but the Cowboys have very little money. And that is why there are a ton of rumors of them cutting Amari Cooper. Uh, yeah. Only what, two years, three years into his mega deal. Um, and kind of sort of what everyone saw coming uh, a little bit when they, you know, uh, drafted CeeDee Lamb. Uh, obviously, Michael Gallup is coming off of an injury, but they expect him to be back for this season. Um, and there's a lot of rumors that they're just going to sign him to a, you know, a team friendly deal because of that injury, which will kind of allow them to cut ties with Amari Cooper to get into the green. Yeah, I I I'm excited to see Amari Cooper leave because I like Amari Cooper and I do not like the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but yeah, I think I think a big one that I'm going to keep my eye on is Michael Gallup because I, I think with losing Amari Cooper, they're planning on keeping Gallup. Um, and Kierce is another one that I think would be a... Can you say a name for me again? Kierce. Kurt, Kurt. is it Kurt? Sorry, I always say I, I like to say it's Kurt. Um, I think that there's a good possibility of him staying. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, I'm sure the Cowboys are hoping to bring a couple of those guys back. I mean, some of the bigger names, both on their offense and defense. Um, mm -hmm. The Giants, I don't know about you, but it kind of feels like the. I mean, their biggest name is Evan Ingram, yeah. who's kind of just been a perennial disappointment since his rookie year. I doubt that he sticks around. Um, no, you know, maybe do he does, so. but new regime and all that. Um, I mean, I've from heard... a God. from a spending perspective, I like I think the only interesting team is probably the Eagles, uh, unless the Giants free up a lot of cap room, which they very well could do. Yeah. Um, but like the Eagles definitely feel like they are the closest to being able to spend big money uh, on whether it's one free agent or multiple. But they have holes um, really, you know, all around their team for the most part. And they've also got opportunities like, you know, they could use another wide receiver. Mm -hmm. I've been saying the whole time edge rusher um and but they also have a lot of draft picks yeah so you know i think their offseason is going to change drastically from day to day <laughs> yeah um it, it, it just it's going to be very interesting because what they do in free agency could heavily impact one of their or all of their three first round draft selections um yeah. and you know i i think that's fun um mm -hmm. as an eagles fan because it's been yeah. a while since we've done that but uh, it'll be just interesting to see their approach, knowing how that they tend to value certain positions over other ones, basically not linebackers. Yeah. Um, for me, we you mentioned Evan Ingram. So I think uh, just a couple potential landing spots. I have seen the Titans as one of them. The Packers is another one that I've seen a lot just because he's somebody who has had good years and may be able to get back into that with a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, who you can get for fairly cheap. He's not someone you have to spend a million dollars. You know, I mean, I was going to say, you, not have you know what I mean? I'm saying it as the phrase, but you would have to spend more, you know, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, the giants, I think for me, I'm just keeping an eye on the offensive and defensive line. I think having, 
a like tr getting a really stellar offensive lineman, maybe an inside linebacker on um on off on the offensive line is probably one of their top things on this new list. But I do think a lot of that's going to come from the draft. But I think that's probably one of the biggest positions they're targeting in free agency just to have a, a leader and like an older guy on that line who, who could be really well. And especially with a new regime, it'll be very, yep. very really interesting to see. I know I'm very excited for, for how this off season is going to be for the giants. I mean, I get excited every year, but more so just because it's, you don't have Dave Gettleman drafting and you know, you have an entire new regime draft. It's really just about you're not having Dave Gettleman. Exactly. Um, um, move us on. On to the AFC. We'll start with the AFC North. Um, a lot of cap, uh, a lot of cap room in this division. You have the Steelers with around 25 million. You have the Ravens with around 20, uh, the Browns with 16 and the Bengals with upward of 35 million, almost 36 million. Giants love those Nate Solder type guys, says Bradwire. Um, I agree. That deserves to go on the screen. Really um, big money for guys like Nate Solder. Um, so, yeah, a lot of a lot, a lot of money. Obviously, the Bengals did uh, franchise tag Jesse Bates. Um, that's a huge get for them. Uh, yeah. But really, I think, you know, that's kind of the most interesting team for me in this division uh, obvi for obvious reasons. But, you know, they have a ton of money mainly because what was that? so much money i have a lot of money and i don't think they're going to do anything crazy and the main reasoning for that is because they know they have contracts coming up yeah. in joe burrow in t higgins and jamar chase um but at you the same time like, you know spend some of the money uh make it so you can compete when you have these guys on cheap deals and i think that's what they're going to try and do and i think the smartest investment is going to be offensive line because we saw we saw why in the super bowl um, yeah. you know, their defense was really good. Um, and I think they need to make sure that, you know, maybe getting another cornerback, obviously they're losing Eli Apple. Um, but getting a cornerback to hopefully upgrade that position would be awesome and a huge get for them. Um, but like, those are kind of the two main things that I would love to see them upgrade to keep them super competitive next year. Um, Elsewhere in the division, we have the Steelers losing guys like Juju Smith-Schuster, uh, Terrell Edmonds, safety, um, and Joe Hayden at cornerback. We have the Ravens losing Bradley Bozeman, who's a guard slash center, Calais Campbell, um, Justin Houston on the defensive line, and Sammy Watkins, as well as uh, some uh, defensive back guys. And the Browns, their big loss is Jadavian Clowney, um, who you know, signed a one-year deal, as, as well as some lower-tier defensive guys. So... A lot of a lot of interesting stuff going on in this division. Um, you know, the possibility of the Steelers looking at a quarterback. I think that's the biggest probably one. looking at a quarterback. The biggest question. Yep. Do that you have is... someone you'd want to see go to the Steelers? I I don't know. I don't want Deshaun Watson to play football anymore. Um, if he does play, I guess that's a really good landing spot for him that I would. And like, they're used like, to having quarterbacks see. that they can't really cheer for. So mm -hmm. yeah, well, they're used to having one. quarterbacks who abuse women. That's just, just what the Steelers do. Um, but I don't know. I like you said, I think Jameis probably stays in for the Saints, but I I think he's a possibility. All I know is I don't want to see Mason Rudolph be the quarterback. That's that's what I do know for sure. Yeah, me too. I don't <laughs> want to watch him play any more football. Maybe um, I really maybe like a like you said, Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett. I think that's probably one of the the most appealing to me just because it's a new face and then kind of rebrands the Steelers as younger and energetic. It's an yeah. entire rebrand for the organization to draft a quarterback. 
Yeah, I think it'll really tell us, you know, what they think of their team. You know, are they ready to compete yeah. right now for a Super Bowl? And, yeah. you know, do they think that there's a guy out there that can help them do that? Yeah. Or do they think it's better off for them to wait a year? You know, draft yeah. a guy now and hopefully get back to really seriously competing next year. Like, you know, the Bengals were able to. The Chiefs were able yeah. to. Um, the Ravens, you know, I, like they're losing a lot of guys on their defense. Um, they were also super injured this year. So it's really hard to tell, you know, kind of what they have. You know, it was a down season for them, obviously, but uh, I'm really intrigued to see what they think they have on their team. Yeah. Uh, because between injuries and free agents and just kind of a weird season overall, I don't know. And yeah. I don't know how much they know. It's hard um, to evaluate right now. Is I, exactly. You know, you just can't. But um, one of my questions I wanted to ask was about CJ Uzama from the Bengals for your ideas for him. Honestly, I think it's I, I don't think he'll get I think he'll be kind of like in that he might be the first tight end to go off the board and sign with a team solely because he might take the first offer that comes his way that's decent money. Whereas I think I think guys like Zach Ertz or um uh Rob Gronkowski, OJ Howard, even Evan Ingram kind of might take their time, really meet with other teams. Like I think CJ Uzama I wouldn't be shocked if that is the first name that Adam Schefter tweets out as soon as the legal tampering period starts. Like we saw um, what's-his-face go to the Patriots, um, and then the other what's-his-face go to the Patriots, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith, um, in the opposite order. Uh, I don't know. He's you know a very interesting player, obviously coming off of an injury, but uh, he's athletic, and he was able to you know perform with a good quarterback. So, yeah. Um, anyone else you want to talk about in this division? I don't think so. I think those are the bigger ones. I mean, Sammy Watkins is going to go somewhere and be depth and catch and a couple. great in week one. <laughs> exactly. That's the reason you hold on to him in your dynasty leagues is just for week one. Absolutely. Um, anyway, we could jump into the AFC West. I can lead us off. So the really three of the four have – a lot of money. The only one who doesn't is the Chiefs with negative eight million. Um, we could start there with losing Terranian Matthew, Melvin Ingram, Byron Pringle. Wait, no, I'm sorry. Terranian Matthew. T sorry, what did I say? I said that Terranian. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Rex almost. Sorry, I was trying to jump around uh so we could Tyrant. because we were already over time. Tyron Matthews, uh, Melvin Ingram, Byron Pringle, Ward, Reed. Anyone there stand out to you that you want to talk about or you want to jump forward? I mean, Tyron Matthew, uh, Shield had him ranked as the fourth overall free agent. Yeah. He's an awesome safety. He has been for his entire NFL career. He's going to be a huge pickup for wherever he goes. I mean, he's he can just do everything on defense. He's insanely talented, very athletic. Um, he's getting up there in age. He's age 30, but it hasn't really seemed to slow him down. So, I mean, he's, if he leaves the Chiefs, that is going to be a massive loss to a team that already has its troubles on defense. So yeah. I, I'm very intrigued to see where he goes. You know, I can shout out a bunch of different teams. I could use an all-pro safety, mm -hmm. Eagles included, but God only knows where he'll end up going. Yeah, I think safety is actually one of the bigger, like this year for safeties is going to be a big year for moving around. Like you said, we've had a couple of, and they're big name safeties that are hitting free agency. And we have a, a 
good amount of safeties in the draft who are going to go fairly high that show a lot of athleticism and skill. So I think safety is actually going to be a pretty interesting spot this offseason. Um, but on to the Raiders with 21 and a half. They're losing Casey Hayward, the probably the most notable Marcus Mariota, not notable, but bigger name on here. Uh, Quentin Jefferson. I think those are the bigger ones. So anyone there that you're thinking of? Yeah, I mean, I mean, Casey Hayward's good, but he's old. He's 33. Marcus Mariota is probably going to get a decent deal where he can hopefully compete somewhere, I'm sure, yeah. is what he wants. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, I, I'm going to be more interested in what the Raiders choose to do in terms of who they're signing. I don't know if they're necessarily going to retain any of their guys. They're all kind of on the opposite uh, age spectrum of mm -hmm. being young. That was an awful way of phrasing that. But I'm, I really want to see who they sign to catch the ball because I think that's a major need for them to put someone uh, out there with Hunter Renfro that isn't Brian Edwards. Um, and, you know, just continuing to kind of meld this team in the new regime's image. Like, yeah. I think that's going to be super interesting to watch. And, you know, I think we might see maybe even a couple more cuts of guys that they just don't feel the need to keep around um, yeah. and be able to replace them with their guys for their system or whatever. Yeah. Um, I think we've talked about the Broncos enough. There's only one other name that I want to talk about for the Broncos is Melvin Gordon, the yep. running back who is now 29 years old. Same getting to that same point of that age cliff, um, yep. maybe even a little bit over it. I want to know your thoughts on what happened. To Melvin well, he had a good season last year. Um, Melvin Gordon, not Ingram. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I knew oh, who you meant. Melvin Gordon um, running back for the Broncos. Yeah. And I think there's really two ways of looking at this. Like one, if the Broncos want to compete, it makes sense to have another good running back. Um, obviously Javante Williams is a great talent, but he's only in his second year. On the other hand, if you're trying to compete, yes, you have 26 million in cap space, but at the same time, I would rather spend that money elsewhere on other positions. So that way you can really get the most out of this window that you're creating. I don't want to spend even more money on Melvin Gordon when I already have Javante Williams. So that being said, I'm hoping that Melvin Gordon goes elsewhere. Um, and I think there's a, like, I, he might be the hottest name on the running back market. Uh, that's probably not true. Um, I mean, there's Leonard Fournette, but like, I don't, Melvin Gordon looked good last year. Like I think better than people gave him credit for. And there's younger guys like James Connor, Chase Edmonds, Rashad Penny, even JD McKissick and Sonny Michelle, Daryl Williams. Like there's a lot of younger guys, but I don't know. Melvin Gordon, I think, I, I think he'll probably go to a team that wants to compete right now. And they can really use a guy like that. He makes more sense to me in Miami than Leonard Fournette does, I think. Um, maybe Atlanta, but I don't see why would they spend so much money on that? I mean, they've signed Mike Davis. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know about him Jets. in Miami. I don't know. Running backs are tough because yeah. it's not ever a good investment, but yeah. chances are someone will probably pay him. Yeah. Um, all right, the last team in the division is the Chargers, one of the more interesting teams to watch for getting free agents, I think, this this offseason. But they really are only losing three of their three free agents in that top 150, and that's Kaiser White. Uh, how, how do I Jenna say Nuozu. Nuozu, there we go. And the bigger one, Jared Cook. Yeah, I mean, Jared Cook isn't big from like the perspective of being useful to the team, but a name that we probably know. Um, yes, yeah, and, I mean, I think... and a big target. And I know I think he's going to be not super sought after, but somebody that's going to 
probably get offers to go other places. Oh, like I think he's closer to retirement than he is to continuing being relevant. Really? So, I don't know. Being 35 years old, he didn't do a lot last year. He didn't yeah, but I think it's a good patch. I think he's a good I, patch guy to have elsewhere. I think there's a lot better patch options um, that just offer you more from an athleticism standpoint. Um, but anyway, I think tight end is going to be something I won't be surprised if they spend money on. Cause I think that's important for the continued growth of Justin Herbert. I think you want to continue looking at the offense and offensive and defensive line, as well as the defense in general. Um, if you have confidence in Justin Herbert and also you've got a defensive head coach. So I wouldn't be surprised if they choose to spend money on that. Obviously they're losing a linebacker and an edge rusher and they've got a lot of talent on defense, but um, maybe, you know, in the defensive backfield, that's where they spend money. Maybe that's a place that you see a top tier safety go. I don't know, yeah. but, um, it'll be really interesting. Um, I, I, they, I think could be one of the very splashy, very exciting teams in free agency. Yes, and that's not that's... always a good thing to win free agency. Um, but I think when you've got a young quarterback like that, like, I mean, It'll, I, I think that they have the chance to uh, get some very, very solid players for their team to make a run this season. Yeah. Um, why don't you lead us off? We have a, probably about 10 more minutes to try and wrap up these last two divisions. Why don't you lead us into the next one? Yeah, so next is the NFC South. There's not really a ton going on here. Uh, the Titans have one top 150 guy, uh, the Ben Jones, uh, the uh, center, um, and they have negative 12 million in cap space. So they're probably not going to do much, honestly. They're probably going to try and get another cap by restructuring, maybe cutting some uh, guys and getting a bunch of patch guys later in free agency. The Texans have 19 million. The Jaguars have 39. And the Colts, I believe, have the most in the NFL again. Yeah, at 67,000, thousand million, 67 million um, after getting rid of that Carson Wentz contract for the season. Um, they're also, they did not, put the franchise tag on Eric Fisher and they were not able to come to a long-term deal. That's still a possibility. It's still on the table, but they've been negotiating and they were unable to come to one. That's super important for a team that runs the ball as much as they do. And has always had a good offensive line. They either need to figure it out with Eric Fisher or like you either figure it out with Eric Fisher. Or you got to pay someone because they need a good offensive line, especially not having any clue what they're going to do a quarterback next year after getting rid of Carson Wentz. Um, and also Brad wire, our undroppables offensive line guru does say Ben Jones would be a huge loss. Uh, 33 year old center for the Titans. Um, hopefully they can resign him then. Uh, my guess would be that, that they would probably want to get under the cap to be able to bring back a veteran guy like that. Um, Another interesting name, actually, for the Colts is Zach Pascal. Um, I am going to make a bold prediction that he is going to go to the Philadelphia Eagles because Nick Sirianni loves that man with his entire heart, and he is just the type of wide receiver that is not at all splashy and would make Eagles fans want to hang themselves after screaming into the rafters about wanting to bring in Devontae Adams. So that just feels like our kind of move. I can't wait for it. Um, oh, yeah. Eric Fisher is the second best um offensive tackle and free agency so, yeah yeah yeah. I, I, yeah um yeah it's funny it's crazy that he's 31 i still remember that draft like it was yesterday we have lane johnson um uh i think i like moelle cox is the one i want to you know i think that's one i'm going to keep my eye on see would you rather sign moelle cox or jared cook moelle cox but yeah, I, you, I, I get I'm what just you're saying. saying. No, I know like, what you're saying. Jared Cook has no upside. Like, I don't understand why a franchise would be like, we need a starting tight. Let's 
Jared Cook. That, like that's like to me, that's that mean. Okay, like I was wrong. I was wrong. I, I throw get you it. Out the window. That's basically what it. I'm trying to tell you. Um, did you miss me? Um, so much. Yeah, I, the two other big names I, I think um, among this division for me are Justin Reed, safety for the Texans. He's 25. Yes. Lovey Smith is, you know, he's there. I, I would be surprised if he didn't prioritize re-signing Justin mm-hmm. Reed. Um, but if he doesn't. I think that's another safety that is going to be able to make a decent amount of money on the free agency market. Um, and then you've got, he's kind of that tear down from the other guys we've talked about, but he's still, you know, he's young and he's talented. And then DJ Chark, wide receiver for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, big six, four. He's fast. He has a thousand yard receiving. Um, yep. Yeah. Miss him. Brad wire. I agree. Give me a read on the Eagles. Um, DJ Chark, six, four uh, fast guy has a thousand yard receiving season under his belt. Um, he is probably going to get overpaid every year. Yeah. There's like one or two wide receivers that just get paid too much money to be on a team. Yeah. It has got to be DJ Chark this year. I think he's the best candidate for it. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think, I think he's solid, but I think we just don't really know what's going on. I, I don't yeah. think we know enough about him. He was a non-factor in his first year. Um, and maybe even a second year. And then his third year, he broke out with like Gardner Minshew, I think. And then the fourth year he got, I got injured and it was like, well, there we go. <laughs> that was it. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I forgot he was even, you know, in free agency, but I, I completely agree with you. I'll, I'll tell you this. The this is what Eagles Twitter will look like on the day free agency. We want DJ Chark. Mm-hmm. That is who we want. Or and like then, under one of Adam Schefter's tweets. That's like announced DJ Chark to the Eagles. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, <laughs> It's already happening. It's going to keep yeah. happening. Um, there's yeah. going to be a notification. Adam Schefter, uh, the Eagles are signing wide receiver, dot, 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 dot. You click on it. Everyone is so pumped that it's EJ Chark and it's Zach Pascal. I'm calling it right now. It's going to happen. Um, I'm going to clip that just in case it does happen. Perfect. Um, <laughs> great. I, I can't wait. to. It's, it's fine. Um, last but not least, we have the – I wrote NFC East. This is the AFC East. Um, and that I has – I love the, the NFC East so much don't though i really don't um but we got a lot of free agents in here the patriots have about seven million dollars in cap space the bills are just under on un, just under negative a million like they're they're like just under zero i'll say that jets have a lot of cap space in 38 and the dolphins i think have the second most in the nfl at 48 million dollars in cap space um i'm gonna start with the opposite order um, and say the Dolphins, they are losing very few big names. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, edge rusher, is their biggest name for sure. He's probably going to get a decent contract. He's 28 years old. Um, I don't see why you don't resign him, uh, but unless they just don't think he's worth the money that he's going to get uh, after having him in the building for that long. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he goes. And then obviously Jacoby Brissett, and I think I already said Will Fuller, but. I don't really expect either of those guys to return, to be honest. Like, no. Wolf Fuller missed the majority of the season. He'll get paid somewhere. But I think the Dolphins are probably going to be up there with the Chargers as, like, winning free agency as uh, Mike McDaniel wants to remake this offense in his image. I'm excited to see his offense. Oh, I am too. So um, I like him. I like his personality. I think it's going to be exciting. Um, and I'm just, again, I'm going to steamroll through this because I know we are way over time as it is, but the jets 38 million, another team that's probably going to spend a lot. I think a lot of it's going to be on the defensive side. It just kind of feels to me like, you know, it it feels to me like what that team would do 
in this mm -hmm. given situation in that it's very opposite of what the Jets of old would do. So I don't know. Maybe I just trust trust the Jets right now more than I used to. But they are yeah. losing a lot of wide receivers in Keelan Cole, Braxton Barrios, and Jamison Crowder. Um, I think they're going to have to sign at least one body at wide receiver, obviously, to go with uh, Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Probably going to have to draft another guy as well. Um, I don't yeah. I don't expect them to spend a ton of money. Like, But uh, Juju? Juju makes sense there. Um, like mm -hmm. I, I see a guy like a Juju who – Maybe doesn't get as much money as he expects, but get like a three-year deal with a mm -hmm. bunch of guaranteed money from the Jets or something. I think that kind of makes sense to me. Um, and he's the ability; he's mainly going to play in the slot, and I think that makes sense alongside the guys they have in Corey Davis and Elijah Moore. Um, yeah, that Eagles, uh, Eagles, that Jets secondary really needs to uh, get something to get it going. I mean, that that secondary didn't have an interception for like. The entire first half of the season um so i well, think thankfully probably... they traded that's jamal adams for a very high first round pick exactly. if they use that pick on kyle hamilton i will cry myself laughing kyle, kyle hamilton where is he from oh fuck. i knew that but skip it anyway um move on to the next please so the bills have very oh, little money right. they'll they'll free up enough to make small moves they have a great front office but their biggest name free agent ironically is mitchell trubisky um, he's getting a lot of hype right now, uh, leading into this off season. And he is probably going to like, I've, there's a decent chance that he's like the number one consolation prize. Uh, you know, like the athletic has him ranked as I believe their fourth highest, uh, quarterback, but Teddy Bridgewater, I don't think anyone's excited about him necessarily. Jameis, I think, is going to stay with the Saints, but I think that he becomes kind of that big guy if he does make it to free agency. Um, but then, like, Mitchell Trubisky, like, I, he's a prime candidate to go to a Steelers or a Carolina, and they just – they hope that the problem with him was Chicago. I mean, he made the playoffs a couple times there. Like, he's not all bad. He spent a year with uh, behind Josh Allen in Buffalo, so – it has nothing I've to heard, do with the Bills, but I think it's going to be really interesting to see where he goes. I've heard a couple of rumors about the Giants, about making him compete with Daniel Jones and the Giants trying to pick him up in free agency, which I doubt because of like money and stuff, but I it's it's a good possibility. Also, give me Melvin Gordon on the Bills. That is my new prediction. I I I think that they and I I really like Devin Singletary. But I think what this team would, I think they would get a lot of value out of a guy like Melvin Gordon. Yeah. Um, if they can get him for a good dollar amount. Um, last but not least, we have the Patriots. They already cut Kyle Van Noy, uh, an aging linebacker. Um, but they're also going to lose guys like uh, Devin McCourty safety. who's like 35 years old. So he's probably, if he's not retiring, he's probably just going to stay there. Just yeah. to come back on a you know small deal. You have Trent Brown offensive tackle. That's going to be a big loss at 29 years old. If he doesn't come back and then they have the number one, the rated the number one free agent, which is JC Jackson cornerback uh, 26 years old. He is going to get paid. And if it is, if it's not by the Patriots, I don't know who it's going to be by, but he's going to get a crap ton of money. Just so much money. He's really good. Yeah. I, there's I, been reports that the Niners are like seriously trying to go after him, that they're going to, you know, if you have money, you should be seriously going after him. Even yeah. if you don't have money, you should make money cap space and then seriously go after him. If you're the chargers and you have that much in cap space, I, 
he's he's very good at football and he is going to get a bag and he's young and yeah i mean he can just he can be a cornerstone of a defense he's that good yeah. um so yeah i mean yeah i don't even I, know what to say about like i cannot possibly predict where he's going to go other than staying with the patriots because that just feels like yeah. a them move because he can just he can get the bag from anyone yeah exactly Honestly, he's probably like, going to go to miami they like they always sign big name cornerbacks they have like yeah. nine of them i swear and it's like people want to go to Miami because it's Miami, you know? Yep. So. I don't. I don't know why people want to go to Miami. I, mean, I don't really like Miami. I don't. Yeah. Anyway. Jinx. <laughs> that about wraps up our show. It Was it long enough for everyone? I hope it was long enough. <laughs> no. But, um, Duncan, tell them where they can find you. You can find me um, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia rooting oh wait i haven't been on here since james harden got traded to the sixers oh goodness i was about to say that you can find me smiling happily in my living room a couple nights a week with downy. watching the beard play Alex, uh, alongside the process in philadelphia with downy yeah downy will probably be there too but she doesn't really care but i do go sixers um oh you can find me on twitter also mm -hmm. um at mp duncan 75 uh you can find me with the undroppables at the undroppables and at the undroppables.com uh yeah so that's where you can find me doing stuff and probably mm -hmm. honestly right now really all i'm tweeting about is the sixers so do you don't yeah. feel don't feel the need to follow me <laughs> you can find me on twitter at ashley underscore marie with two a's and ashley you could find me and all my content with the undroppables at the undroppables on twitter or the undroppables.com for the website um you could find me and duncan and all the rest of the undroppables crew on our exclusive premium discord channels that Darn. you could that you can get access to by becoming a patron a patron which you can do by going to patreon.com slash the undroppables uh for a small fee a month you can get access to our discord channel where you get to talk to the entire undroppables crew one-on-one -on -one, get trade advice and talk all things football and fantasy football. Um, and here every Wednesday night, that's where you'll be able to find me next week at 8 PM Eastern standard time live. If not, wherever else you listen to your podcasts, basically anytime, but they are released on Thursday mornings. When uh, I don't we, forget to press public. Yeah. <laughs> One week he literally forgot to do it for an entire week, but it's fine. Oh no, it's, I never uploaded it. Oh, it never uploaded. No, okay. it was a Thanksgiving themed episode. Oh yeah. I forgot. And I just, Thanks. now I can't publish it now. It's too late. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining us. Um, we look forward. We have a lot of really great off-season content. So we took two weeks off and now we're back into the swing of things. And thank you for joining us. And we hope to see you next week. Go Bye. Sixers.